Welcome to the Real Estate Play-By-Play. We are your hosts, Christy Martinelli, top-ranked realtor worldwide, and Danielle Olbrantz, mortgage industry veteran. On and off the field of life, you need to know the plays to win the game. We are here to give you the play-by-play tools to reach your real estate goals. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, a seasoned investor, or just have a love for real estate, suit up. It's It's game game time. All right, we're back with the real estate play-by-play. So strategic moves. This is like a tongue twister for me. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. At least you know the subject. (laughs) So when you're preparing for a game, you're always going to come up with strategic moves (laughs) (laughs) and you're going to adjust. You're going to adjust for whatever types of teams you are playing. And it's kind of the same thing with real estate in the sense that depending on the market, you might have to adjust what you're doing. Sometimes they're positive adjustments and it's great. And other times it's not so great. Right. Right. And we're seeing a shift in the market is the Mm -hmm. truth, right? Two years ago, you would have been able to put a for sale sign in your yard for just about any amount, and it would have gotten that asking (laughs) price within minutes. Right. And things are changing now. And some of that, I think, is just sellers not being, you know, realistic necessarily with their pricing Mm -hmm. and just the market changing, right? Interest rates changing, all of those kind of things. Right. Which is so, so important that you have the guidance of someone who knows the ins and outs of the markets helping you along with that process. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you're seeing more, even though we have a lack of inventory, if a house is not priced right for a numerous reasons, uh, a house might sit, it might accrue days on the market. Um, And after a certain amount of days, you know, does it help to reduce the price or how we like to call it in the marketing world, price improvement. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Does that help? Is that a strategy that you should, a move that you should make? Um, So let's kind of dive into why a house might be sitting on the market and accruing days and not selling. Right. Right. Because that's important. And, you know, I think it's also important to note that houses are going to sit a little bit longer than they have in the past, Mm -hmm. but there's a time in which that indicates an issue. Right. Right. And I think um, there could be numerous reasons why a house is sitting on the market. I think the most obvious one is it was overpriced. And sometimes uh, a a realtor will take an overpriced listing. Um, It's not what I would do, but there are realtors that will take an overpriced listing with the hopes that they'll get lucky and a buyer will come in and buy it. Or there will wear down the seller and they'll reduce the price eventually. Right. Um, neither are good um, strategies, in my opinion. Right. But, um, but sometimes a seller decides what the price should be. Right. Because they know best. Right. Or, <laughs> or because that's the number they need in order to make their next dreams come true. Yeah, right. Like, and they just have this number in mind and it's not based on anything factual. It's just based on what they want. Right. And, and another reason in an ever changing market, we might price a house and the rate is at 5%. Right. right? And then you go into like 45 days later. Yeah. 
60 days later and the your market house has changed because the market has changed and rates have gone up by one, 2%. Right. That takes away people's buying power. It changes the buying pool. Yeah. And now your mortgage payment of the house that you're selling is going to be higher for the buyers than it was two months ago. And at that point, you might have to adjust your price. Right. Like I, for example, I was on a listing appointment last night and because of the lack of inventory in this condo complex in Mill Valley, there has been zero homes sold since 2021. Crazy. Isn't that crazy? I know. So then you're looking at, okay, we can take a comp outside the complex, which we're going to look at that, but it's also not an apples to apples because as you know, HOAs can be different. The properties can be different. What they offer through the HOAs is all different. So if you're looking at a price that sold back in 2021 when the rates were at... (laughs) 4%, 3% versus now on a condo that's like 7 or 8%, you're doubled what that mortgage payment's going to be. So if a house sells in 2021 or a condo sells in 2021 for 750, that does not mean you're going to sell that condo for 750 in this market because the mortgage payment back in 2021 might yeah, probably been, would have been a couple thousand dollars less. I mean, right, that's just exactly. a huge difference for a buyer. And buyers, you know, especially I think when you're looking at a condo market, you know, you're more talking like first time home buyers mm-hmm. who are greater affected by the change in in price, right? It's right. no longer such an emotional decision. It starts becoming like, well, maybe I should just rent. Right. And I think also what also comes into play is um, in a condo complex is the HOAs too. Over the last two right. years have gone up. HOAs go up yeah. every year, most yeah. likely. Yeah. So maybe it was the HOA was 500 and now it's 650. Right. So, you know, that comes into account because people are looking at what they're going to be paying monthly, their PITI, principal interest, taxes and insurance. Yep. But with a the condo, they're also looking at their HOA and they're going to include that. Right. Right. And we're seeing a ton of that where HOA dues are really going up, right? Mm -hmm. Some just because of like maintenance issues and the cost of maintenance has gone up and everything compiled. Homeowners insurance, that's another huge one, right? Homeowners insurance has gone up. All of those things factor into the overall price that a buyer is willing to pay. Right. And so sometimes, um, you know, it's not... It's not um, exact science setting somebody's house up, especially in let's use that situation that I just brought up. What do you put that house on the market for when something hasn't closed in two years? Right. You know, you might be off a little bit. You might put it on the market. And if, you know, the last one sold at 750, you might put it on at 725 and it might sit because realistically, it's probably going to sell somewhere closer to 650. Right. But you don't have a good comp to go off of. So that's just another reason why a house might be overpriced, right. might be sitting. Right. And, and sometimes it's just the house itself, right? I mean, you see some houses that are so unique, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, properties that have horse facilities and stuff like that mm-hmm. with it like might have a different marketing time because they have a more specific buyer. Or like I had one recently that has a lot of steps to the front door. Mm. So that eliminates a lot of your buyer pool. Right. Um, you know, an older person is not going to want to buy a house no matter how amazing it is and how great the views are right. if there's 40 steps to the front door. right? So, you know, you can't use that that house in comparison to a house that just closed next door that has no steps. Right. It just doesn't work that way. Right. And so, yeah, it's really, it's it's kind of interesting, but it, it definitely is, you have to kind of test the market and see. 
Right. Um, another thing that I have found too is so you, say you price the house correctly and you get a ton of interest. And a lot of people ask for disclosures mm. and you've done your home and pest and let's say sewer lateral and roof inspection. It's right. all packaged in the package. And then the buyers get the disclosures and they love the house and they want the house. And then they read the disclosures and they realize, oh, there's $15,000 worth of section one items, meaning items that have to be addressed sooner than later. Oh, right. it needs a new roof. Right. Um, oh, it needs something with the sewer line. A lot mm. of buyers don't want to take on a bunch of stuff. Right. They're so busy these days. It's so overwhelming yeah. that all of a sudden, all your interested parties have now backed out. Right. And so sometimes it's just, you know, looking at, okay, what's wrong with the house and the reports? Do we need to go back and fix some of those items to try to sell the house. Right. And so that's one of the strategies involved, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't necessarily have to lower the price to compensate for those things. You could do the work. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, just like, and we've talked about this before with staging and things like that. You know, if somebody's not buying a house, let's say a house is painted, you know, fluorescent orange, like somebody may not be buying the house because it's fluorescent orange. You so may weird. not need Why to, not? you know, but you may not need to lower the price. You might just need to paint the house. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Like you might yeah. need to eliminate the thing that is causing friction in the market. Absolutely. And you've got to make that strategic move to paint the house a different color. Right. So right. when a house is sitting on the market, there are other things you can do. So that's a good point. Besides yeah. just lowering the price. Right. Um, looking at clearing some of the section items, looking at physically what we can make the house look more appealing. Maybe right. that you have dogs or cats and it kind of smells. Right. Maybe figuring that out. There's ways that you could eliminate that. Right. Um, from a mortgage point of view, there's yeah. also things that you can do instead of reducing the price that will give the buyers more incentives right. to purchase the house. Yeah. And th this one is coming up all the time right now. So, you know, let's say you have a house that that is not selling. It's sitting on the market and you know you're going to need to make some kind of improvement mm -hmm. to price, right? Let's say it's $20,000 that will, you know, probably sweeten the deal for a, for a buyer to, to come yeah. on. Get some buyers Maybe off the fence. Maybe instead of giving a $20,000 price reduction, instead you offer $10,000 towards a rate buy-down. Mm -hmm. From a buyer's perspective, buying down the interest rate will have a bigger effect on their monthly payment than paying $20,000 less for the house, which they're not even going to pay $20,000 less because by the time they factor in their down payment and all of that, yeah. they're coming in with a smaller fraction. So it's going to have a bigger impact for them, right? Mm -hmm. All of this is based on the impact to the buyer's monthly payment. And there are ways that you can do that either with a permanent rate buy down mm -hmm. Or what we're seeing a lot of right now is temporary rate buy-downs. So in a temporary rate buy-down, the theory is that interest rates will eventually come down, mm -hmm. let's say two or three years from now. And so there are loan programs that will allow the seller to supplement a buyer's mortgage payment for the first two to three years of the loan. Okay. So let's say the market rate today is seven and a half, and we did a two-year buy-down. Mm -hmm. On the first year of the loan, the buyer would be making a payment based on five and a half percent interest rate. Year two, it would go to six and a half percent interest rate. And then year three, it would go to seven and a half percent interest rate. Got it. So all of that is coming from the buyer, right? So, or from the seller, excuse me. 
And so the seller might have to put ten to $15,000 into that rate buy down, but it makes a huge impact for the buyer because yeah. now all of a sudden they're getting a monthly payment that is significantly less. You're basing on an interest rate that's 2% lower. Yeah. And the buyer has the good opportunity or the good odds that interest rates will drop in the next two years and they can refinance into better terms when that happens. Right. So that's a strategy we are using all the time right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a great strategy. I think the challenge from a realtor's point of view with that strategy is uh, it's hard to market that strategy and it's hard to sell it, quote unquote, right? right? Because you have buyers that go online and they're looking and they're doing home searches by price points. Right. They're not having their realtor read the fine print that says, hey, this seller is willing to buy down your rate. Right. So from a realtor's point of view, it uh, it, it can tricky. be it could be a challenge. Yeah, yeah, it could be a challenge. Yeah. Um, I think where you have to have a smart realtor is if you have maybe a buyer that's on the fence, um, maybe that's something that you go back to that buying agent and right. say, as a listing agent goes back to the buying agent and say, hey, listen, no, they're on the fence. They're thinking about making a lower price point offer. Right. Um, my seller will offer you a buy down for right. X amount of dollars. Right. Um, that could be a way to kind of yeah. put that out there, get an offer in. And vice versa on the buy mm-hmm. side. So we just had one of these situations come up where a property was listed around the one five price point and our clients came in with a one four offer. Mm. And the seller counteroffered back to like one four, five, right? They kind of split it in the middle and it still felt too high to our buyer. Mm. So instead, what we did is we went back and renegotiated and said, okay, we'll pay the one five, four, five, mm-hmm. but we want a temporary buy down, which brought their monthly payment back down. I think that's great. I it think was that's a such a good strategy. strategic move. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> it totally allowed the buyer to meet all of their goals. It allowed them to yeah. push to a price point that they didn't necessarily feel initially was in their budget. Mm-hmm. And it allowed the seller to still win because the yeah. seller ended up getting like double than they would have if the buyer just did a straight negotiation on price. Right. No, which is huge. Yeah, it's absolutely huge. Win, win, win. And, you know, splitting, splitting the losses, so to speak. Right. And so so let's say uh, you decide you're a seller and you decide with your realtor that we want to reduce our price. Right. Um, the house has been sitting for a couple months. Uh, this point, you're probably not getting very much interest. Um, you want to kind of respark things. Um, and so you speak to your realtor and you come up with a price adjustment, um, or marketing price improvement, <laughs> improvement. <laughs> and you reduce your price. How does that help a seller? Well, I'll tell you how that helps the seller. Once you reduce your purchase price on the MLS, the MLS resets it. And so it will go to the top of everyone's searches that has looked at that property. That's Interesting. one. It also has a little arrow that shows realtors that the price has been reduced and it's in a different color. So it definitely makes it more stand out. Now, is there a limit to that? Like, can you lower it a dollar and have it show up? That's actually a great question. I don't think there is a limit to that. And That's I've never seen somebody reduce a dollar. <laughs> Maybe I should 
try, like, try that. All of Christie's <laughs> listings next week are dropped by $1. Such a deal. Um, and also, um, your realtor gets to go back to all the buyers that might have been interested, all the buyers that came through your open houses, your broker tours, all the realtors that have seen the property, that have right. requested disclosures, and go back to them and let them know, hey, we're having a price improvement. Right. Um, you know, gets maybe get some buyers off the fence yeah. uh, to make that offer. Right. It also just like increases, um, in some instances, the seller's negotiating tools. Because if you reduce your price, depending on how much you reduce it, um, for example, I had one property that we did a significant uh, price reduction with the hopes of getting multiple offers mm. to drive the price back up a little bit. Oh, interesting. You know, so that's a great strategic move, right? So you're dropping it even lower than you expect to get, which then fuels some competitive urgency within the market. Yeah, absolutely. And cool. you're going to sell it right away. Yeah. Um, you know, because you got to think as a seller, you have those carrying costs, those monthly right. carrying costs, right? So right. you're paying the mortgage fees. If you're in a, a condo or a townhome with HOAs, you're yeah. carrying the HOA fees. Yeah. If you have it staged, you're paying for the staging. After two months, um, you either have to get rid of the staging or you renegotiate the contract for another 30 days. So now you're paying your monthly payment, your right. HOA's staging fees, right? Um, the PG&E utilities yeah. that still have to stay on while you're selling And that's it. all assuming that you've moved out of the property, which means right. you're probably paying another housing payment. Right. And let's say you haven't moved out of the property. How much is it costing you on your next purchase mm -hmm. with interest rates rising? Right. right. I mean, that's what I tell people on my side, right? If they have mm -hmm. a house to sell before they buy and they're holding on to get an extra, let's call it 25000 on price. Mm -hmm. But while they wait for that, the interest rates have gone up another percent. Like, does that mm -hmm. math math? It no. just like it ends up Doesn't costing you yeah. more in the end. Right. It's all right. about strategy on right. this one. All about strategy. And so um, even if you negotiate the price down a little bit um, and you lower your price, uh, let's say you get into escrow and then the buyer comes back with um, asking for some money back. Um, your negotiating chip at that point is that, hey, listen, you got this house for a good deal. Right. You know, so it so there's different different things that can help you strategically yeah. when you're thinking about reducing your price on your property. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's really incredible. I I passed this house on my way home. It's been on the market for maybe four months at least. Right. Mm -hmm. It started. It was listed. I think like one point eight. Mm. And I see it, and I go, God, that house is worth like one three. I mean, it just mm. is, and it's still sitting there. They've yeah. lowered it down to 1.5. But I know just by the fact that it's been sitting there so long, it's kind of gotten stale. Like nobody's interested in it yeah, because it just feels like it's just old. Yeah. And the, the first thing a buyer will ask me every single time, if I show them a listing that has been sitting on the market <laughs> in 60 days plus, is, what What's is wrong, wrong with, with the it? property? <laughs> What's wrong with it? And that is what people are going to ask. And then you get this perception of something's wrong with your property mm -hmm. when in actuality, there's really nothing wrong with it. It's just a little overpriced. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So kind of to recap, our choices is price 
uh, improvement, right? improvement. <laughs> um, and sometimes the price improvement big enough to really spur some competitiveness that brings the price even back up higher than that. Right. Or making some corrections to things, right? Doing some repair work, making some cosmetic changes mm-hmm. and or being really creative with your financing options. Yeah. There are de- you definitely have options as a seller. It's really important, you know, to get with your team, your mortgage broker, your realtor, and really come up with a good strategic plan moving forward to sell your house so that you're not having extra carrying costs, especially in a, an evolving market. 100%. Yep. All right, guys. Real estate play-by-play. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this play-by-play, we would love it if you would leave us a rating and review on your podcast app or please share with a friend or colleague. For more information, helpful tips, and real estate strategies, please visit us online at www.therealestateplaybyplay.com, where you can also connect with us on social platforms and sign up for our newsletter. Get Get in in the the game. game!